Hi, everyone, and welcome to Viva La Flora Live Podcast, where we bring you the art and business of flowers. Stay tuned. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Viva La Flora Live Podcast. If you're a new listener, well, welcome regardless. Let's get to know each other. So today's episode is a little bit different, right? So I kind of wanted to get to know each other. More like, since it's me talking here, you know, for you guys to get to know me. And yes, feel free to send me some comments, DMs, whatever, and tell me about you as well. And if any of this resonated with you, I, um, I've been asked a couple of times, what is a podcast anyway? Now, I'm going to leave that along for a different episode. The next question that I've been asked quite a bit since I started podcasting was, what made me start this podcast and why I did that? Initially, what I realized, you know, or, or when I first people asked me this question, I'm like, well, I kind of did it because I really wanted a good excuse to talk to these people because I think they're amazing. What I quickly realized, that wasn't really the, the only purpose, right? Well, the first one was a little bit more selfish in itself, if you think about it. You know, more I dug into it, you guys, it's a lot of work to do podcasts. You know, especially when you have a full-time job and running a couple of businesses along with the job and the school and everything else, you know, it all adds up. So until you're really passionate about it, until it's really, truly important to you, it almost doesn't make sense why that would happen, right? And if I really wanted to get to know these people, I can, you know, my my guests that I'd interview essentially is what I'm referring to. I would go and interview this people or hang out with these people, you know, during some events and workshops and things like that. What I realized, there's so much more to this than just interviewing these people. Every single one of my guests have been special. I've enjoyed greatly really every single one of them. I honestly, I do have some really favorite episodes where for very different reasons. You know, one was really educational. The other one was inspiring. The other one, another one was really raw and heart-wrenching and so on. You know, what I realized, I never really told you my story. And before we continue with this podcast, really wanted this to be our first January episode, but you know what? Life happens. And honestly, who cares? So coming up is my birthday. Yep. January 16 is my birthday and I am turning 41. Yeah. I cannot believe that. So, so I decided to get to know you and have you guys kind of get to know a little bit about me and why I started this podcast really and where did it all begin? And besides the podcast, because there's a lot more to me than just the podcast. Okay. So some of you know this and some of you don't. I am originally from Armenia, hence the accent if you haven't heard it by now. Sorry, I just ruined this for you. So yeah, I am from Armenia. I was born and raised in Armenia. I finished dental school in Armenia and my long-term goal was to come to the United States, work through the summer and go back and open my dental practice. That was sort of the big grand scheme of things. And while I sort of started working as a dentist, I kind of wanted to become a maxillofacial surgeon 
because in all reality, I really wanted to do surgery. That's sort of the end result was, right? Well, much like everything else in life, right? As you sort of plan things, things kind of don't really always go the way you wanted to or planned for. And we all kind of learn how to adapt, right? And so I did. I had to learn that from a young age, how to adapt to things really quickly, really fast. And I think that's part of my where my perseverance comes from and the resilience comes from, you know. And if there's any lesson to be learned from this, I would say be quick in making decisions, not so quick that, you know, you're jumping ahead without really doing due diligence, but learning how to have or get about, you know, 80% of the necessary information and in making a decision is a good skill to learn. I had to learn that at a young age, like I said, and really quickly. So fast forward, I'm in the United States and my plan was to work and go back. Well, it didn't really work out that way because I borrowed money to buy my plane ticket and the money for the rent and I came here. I quickly realized money do not grow on trees in the United States or anywhere for that matter. You know, it was kind of a lot of people ask me, why did you come to the United States? And oftentimes I would say I was kind of ignorant. Right now, I would say I was a little naive. You know, I've listened to a lot of people who came here, United States, worked a little bit, you know, saved up some money, came home and did, you know, started businesses and so on. And that's really what I wanted to do. Uh, and economy wasn't really that great at the time. So, you know, I thought, why not? Here's a funny thing. I can speak English. I mean, at all. Now, I learned English as an adult. I was 21 years old, just finished dental just came to a country that I don't speak the language. And I thought I was going to make it happen because a lot of people who came and went, you know, came to the United States and came home said that, oh, it's a piece of cake. I'm like, well, okay. I, I don't understand that, but all right. So I thought, all right, I know Armenian. I know Russian. I know a little bit of French, you know, Latin. Sure. I'll make it happen. Why not? Well, guess what? It didn't really happen. So I ended up being fired from the job that I was supposed to work at, which was at a grocery store in Ocean City, Maryland. It was a tiny little resort town in Ocean City. I'm sorry, in Maryland. And I was supposed to work in this grocery store as a um, you know cashier. Of course, I didn't speak English. I came in with a whole bunch of other um, you know kids from back home, some of whom spoke English at the time. So they were sort of being my liaison, if you will. They were kind of translating things for me. I'm like, all right, you know, I mean, I know how to count. I can do this. I can understand the money a little bit. Okay, fine. Well, no, wasn't really okay. Fine. So long story short, fast forward. Obviously, I didn't really work for a few months. Didn't really, you know, earn the money that I was supposed to return back. So I had my plane ticket to go back home and a decision to be made. And the decision was, do I stay and work and recover the money that I borrowed so I can at least give that back when I went home and then go back and continue on with my journey in Armenia, which I knew I could do and I would be fine. Or go back now and be like, well, mom, dad, sorry, um, that was a bust. So I decided to stay. I decided to stay and work a little longer and recover the money. And I met a boy. Yeah, decided to stay. The funny thing is, you know, again, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? You kind of sit, sit here and kind of looking back. I'm like, oh my God, I was so stupid for doing for some of these things. And, you know, at, at such a young age, honestly. And 
at that time, if you ask me, I would be like, well, I mean, you know, I got this. I did have confidence. I, I still, I think, have confidence in a lot of things, but I'm a little more cautious about certain things, you know, especially when it comes to business, right? So lesson number two, you know, confidence is great. Overconfidence is ignorance. Yep, that was that girl. I lucked out. I had some really amazing people that surrounded me in Ocean City when I was working at a restaurant. And of course, funny enough, working in a restaurant, first English that I learned was street English. Yep, I could cuss like a sailor. I mean, still can try not to, but I could. Funny thing is, I learned that particular English. You know, I call it my street English. Um, as an adult, I didn't grow up with it. So there's nobody telling me, hey, you know, those words are really not that great. You shouldn't really kind of use those. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that everybody around me was talking like that. So after a year of being in US, I hired, not hired, I'm sorry, I found this library where, um, there were tutors who would come in and teach English to non-English speaking people just for free, which was a wonderful opportunity. And I found out about it. So I went there. And as I started talking to this lady and she just looked at me and uh, I will never forget this. She literally goes, oh dear, where did you learn how to speak English? And I'm thinking she's giving me compliments. So I'm like, oh, at the Green Turtle in Ocean City. And I'm like, so proud of myself, right? I, I didn't say the proud of myself part, but you know, I'm like, oh, like big smile on my face. And she's like, oh dear, we don't speak like that. And I'm like, oh, all my friends do. And she was like, yeah, I, I understand. But we, we just don't. Let's learn how to speak English properly. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? Um, again, I was fortunate enough to face some seriously amazing people that were willing to spend time and they were so kind in kind of directing me the right way, right? So eventually, you know, I went and took college lessons and so on. And my plan was to continue my dental career in the United States. Well, that didn't pan out the way <laughs> I thought it was going to as well. I mean, it just at all. What I realized was my diploma only got me so far and it didn't translate or transfer or cross the ocean. Unfortunately, I had to do all over, all over that whole dental school all over again. And I'm like, oh my goodness, absolutely not. I just, just do not want to do that again. So, you know, in the midst of all of that, I found this dentist who's, who's an Armenian dentist, you know, and I moved, I started working in his office and it was absolutely wonderful and he's family and they're just like family to me. So I kind of like gotten almost like adopted with this fam by this family in in the way. And um, I started taking, you know, classes that I had to take in order for me to start the whole dental um, thing again or doing dental hygiene program at the time is what I was thinking. Um, you know, I, I could translate everything out of my diploma, all of my science classes and, you know, chemistry, biology, all of those things, but I still had to take English. I had to take um, sociology and, you know, psychology and those things. So I started kind of taking those classes. So I did, um, totally unrelated, but funny story. I, um, I received this letter and it said, you're on a Dean's list. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know what this means. So in Armenia, 
if somebody says you're on a dean's list, it is not a good thing. Okay. So I was, I was so worried. I'm like, wait, am I in trouble? So I went to the dean's office to ask questions. And I was like, okay, I'm getting good grades. Like, I mean, I was pretty much 4.0 GPA. <laughs> like, what is happening? And they're like, oh, no, here, being on Dean's list is a good thing. You need to keep up the good work and do this. So yeah, I mean, there were so many things, so many cultural things that I had to learn the hard way throughout my, you know, now 21 years of being in U.S., I mean, I can write a book about it. Don't worry, I'll spare you. I won't write a book about it. But, you know, it's just kind of, it was very interesting to go through this journey, you know, as an immigrant, right? So yeah, much like everything else planned in life. Yeah, you guessed it. This time it didn't go my by my plan as well. Just, just not at all. What I realized was I did not really want to do the dental school again. What I realized was I didn't have half a million dollars just sitting around for me to pay for a dental school, you know? So I found a job, started working in a dental office, right? Where I met my husband, who is absolutely amazing. It's, you know, the best thing that happened, but that's for another day conversation, right? So Anyways, the, throughout that process, when I sort of had to make this decision of, okay, I am never going to practice as a dentist in the United States, that was a hard decision to make. So I decided to take all of the classes that I've taken and all of my science classes and just pursue genetic, genetics, genetic engineering and so on. Yes, I am that dork that reads, you know, scientific studies for fun. I don't barely ever read novels. I read science studies, science journals, and things like that, because that's what really was interesting to me. So in any case, while I was sort of taking classes for that and working in a dental office, ironically enough, it is the dental office that led me to flowers, or flowers kind of found me through dental office, which is kind of strange. But we were getting flowers delivered to our practice that I was working at at the time. Actually, it's funny. It's the same office that I'm still at. So, um, and I would rearrange those flowers every single time they would arrive because they just look so sad. You know, they literally look like somebody just bought a mixed flower bouquet at a grocery store, dump it in a vase and just brought it in. So I would take them and kind of like, you know, rearrange them a little bit, you know, cut them a little bit shorter, longer, like, you know, some longer, some shorter, kind of give it a little bit more character. So, and every time he, every time the driver would come in to pick up the vase uh, and swap out the flowers, he would kind of like look at it with this like questionable face, like this is not what I delivered and I'm not quite sure what I'm picking up. You know, I started kind of cutting, cutting things from outside and gardens and trees and whatever and adding to it and things like that. So I just started playing with it and it was really fun. And I loved flowers my entire life. So one of our patients then asked me if I, you know, who's your florist? I'm getting married. I'm looking for a florist. And of course, my coworkers immediately pointed at me and I'm like, I, no, 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 I don't, I don't do flowers. But no, I just do those. I don't do flowers. And they're like, well, um, she was like, no, 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 like, this, this is really good. Like, this is what I really want. She came back twice to talk me into doing her wedding. So I did. It was a hit because she referred me her family members and, you know, sisters and cousins and so on. So I actually got a few more weddings from her. But and I told her I've never done this. I've never made a boot near my life. I don't even know where to begin. So 
Yeah. And funny thing is I discovered YouTube University and that's where I learned how to do just about everything when it came to wedding weddings. By then I already discovered wholesaler. And when I went to the wholesaler, my salesperson was so nice and kind. And I literally walked in and I said, okay, so I'm doing a wedding and I have no idea what to do. And this is the first time, I mean, I'm sorry, second time he's having a conversation with me. I'm like, I kind of need help. And he says, okay. And I, by then I picked up this huge amount of supply, like wires and tapes and glues and you name it. I've had it in my hands. And he literally looked at me and says, okay, well, you kind of don't really need all those things. What are you exactly making? So I told him what I'm making. So he was so nice and kind and, you know, kind of like led me in this right direction. And again, it kind of comes down to, you know, you get what you put out sometimes, right? And, and he always told me that because I was nice to him, he was always nice to me. So yeah, a little kindness goes a little, goes a really long way, you guys. I really have him to thank for helping me along in my journey of learning how to do floral design and weddings and so on. So somewhere along this process, of course, I discovered podcasts and not just for for flower purposes, but for dental purposes. And I love business. I love learning new things. So I started looking for podcasts for flowers. Well, it did not exist, you guys. I was shocked in the search of me find, trying to find a podcast to listen to that was about flowers. I discovered podcasts about plumbing. Yeah, plumbing. There was a podcast about plumbing at the time. I'm like, this is just crazy. And there's nothing about flowers. I understand it as a visual art. I understand, you know, we're talking about essentially a design that you create with it's 3D. So how do you translate that into podcasts and so on? But when it comes to business, when it comes to certain tips and tricks, and also what about this amazing designers that are, they're doing this incredible work all the way throughout the world? What about their stories? So this is where I sort of decided to do the podcast because I really, truly wanted to hear their stories. I really wanted to share their stories. And I really, above everything else, wanted to learn from all of these amazing designers that are doing some really incredible work. And that's kind of it. That's where this podcast started, you guys. Now, in the last three years, I invested a lot in me. I've taken some serious business classes. I've done my AIFD and EMC certifications. AIFD is the American Institute of Floral Designers. Accreditation is what what I did. Uh, EMC is the European Master Certification. We have an episode of, you know, about the EMC. Be sure to listen to that. It is pretty good. And haven't done one for about AIFD yet. I think we should do that. In any case, so pursued. I, I basically stopped doing weddings, stopped doing all of this, um, you know, uh, everyday corporate events and things like that, and focus on learning the business side of things. Because what I really, really wanted to do, A, I wanted to be successful in my own business because I realized that I had a glorified hobby for so many years. And I kind of finally wanted to take this seriously and make it into a business. And I really wanted to share that with you guys. And I thought this podcast was a great opportunity for me to share those things that I've learned. And in the year of 2021, we're going to actually share some business tricks and tips as well that hopefully will help you in your business journey. Besides that, really wanted to start a business mastermind. I am part of a mastermind. I am 
me and my husband, we both are part of a business mastermind that is dental and all things dental. And we've been part of this mastermind for now, I think about nine or 10 years at this point. And it's done wonders for our practice, right? And for our business. But I've realized there isn't anything that exists like that in floral industry. So I really wanted to start that. So but I knew I needed a partner in crime for this. So I approached my really good friend, Christy Lopez, who just started doing business coaching. She's been doing floral design for 30 years. And I knew she was the right person for the job because I have asked her some business advice and questions. And I knew she was very knowledgeable and she is doing her coaching. She started her coaching program, which is amazing. Business of Flowers, I think um, is what it's called with Christy Lopez. So that being said, that's coming up in 2021 was supposed to be, you know, tail end of 2019 and 2020. But of course, we all know what 2020 brought with it. And um, I can honestly say we all survived the 2020 right, and lived to tell about it. So, yeah, it was it was an interesting year, actually, um, you know, kind of in reflection to 2020. It has been a difficult year. It has been a difficult year for many for me, it's been a challenging year, but I have been fortunate enough not to suffer quite as much as I know how many people did. Part of which is why we sort of held back the mastermind and decided to do this in 2021, knowing what format we wanted it to be with our events and things like that. But with that being said, if anybody is interested in anything business related, I'm an open book. Give me a call, DM me, let's get on the phone and let's chat. If there's anything you want to know, if I can help you, I will be more than happy to do so. Because again, I know how challenging this year has been, but it hasn't been as bad of a year for me. One thing it taught me was to slow down and I really needed that. Didn't even realize I needed it, but I needed that. So I had to slow down quite a bit and scale back and refocus and kind of so I can move forward. And again, it kind of has done wonders for me. So if there's any lesson to be taken from 2020, I would say reflecting on what's going on in your own life and see what's serving you the best and the most and learn how to say no. Yeah, that was the most magical thing I've learned. You know, I had to, I had to become 41 to learn that, you know, <laughs> or 40, I should say, um, last year. So to learn how to say no to certain things in order for me to open up room for the things that I actually really wanted to do. So with that being said, this podcast is for you. If you like flowers, if you like floral design, if you want to succeed in your floral design business and take it from a hobby stage and kind of make it actual profitable business, then you may want to subscribe and stick around for a journey that I have planned for you for the year 2021. Thank you for listening. Till we chat again. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.